0: Greetings, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Person, Real Needs podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm so excited that you're here with us today. You can send me a message if you're interested in finding out more about what we're doing here. Jeff, spelled G-E-O-F-F, at realpersonrealneeds.com. Love to hear from you. We're getting more and more comments, more feedback, and I really appreciate that. More and more people that are enjoying what we're doing here on the podcast and the message that's being preached So um, I'd love to hear from you. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes as well, uh, or you can just go directly to realpersonrealneeds.com slash podcast. So uh, over the last uh, few weeks, things have been starting to heat up. Uh, In real estate terms, we are officially entering the spring market, even though spring is you know four weeks away, Uh, but... I had the privilege and the honor to meet with someone. I reached out to Habitat for Humanity because, as, I, as you know, I've mentioned them before on the program uh, as a, a nonprofit that does good work and, and aligns with kind of the vision of what I see uh, Desiato Homes uh, fulfilling or, or the needs I see Desiato Homes fulfilling. So, you know, took my best shot. I reached out to the executive director of the Montgomery County Pennsylvania Chapter of Habitat for Humanity. She got right back to me, and I got to sit down with her and share my thoughts and my passion. And she shared her story. And uh, I'm really excited. I'm going to be having her on the podcast. So she'll be my first guest. That'll either be the next episode or the episode to follow after that. Uh, I still, I know, I promised about going over books and and talking about the importance of. Reading and putting information in, keeping your brain stimulated. We will get to that in a future episode. So I apologize to any of you that have been tuning in and expecting to hear that episode. There's just been so much happening uh, in my business, and but and also uh, as far as real person, real needs is concerned. So um, Marianne Lynch is her name. She'll be on the the, uh, the the show in the future, and I look forward to hearing about that. So I just wanted to to share with you some of the messages that we've received. Uh, in the last, uh, you know, week or so, actually, things are starting to pick up. I got a message from a man named Sam, and he says, um, "I checked out your website, Facebook, and podcast, and uh, he wanted to. I just wanted to share my thoughts and tell you that I admire and I am inspired by what you're doing. It's good to hear you express your real feelings on your podcast and share your thoughts about real estate. You know, I neglect. You know, I've been negligent to share about real estate. You know, maybe we'll start to dial that up a little bit." just so that if anybody's tuning in for that purpose. But, um, you know, things are starting to pick up, and we look around, and people are starting to to feel that warm air and get excited about spring cleaning. Once they start doing the spring cleaning thing, they start to realize, like, maybe I don't want to live here anymore, which, yeah, I don't understand that. But, hey, I'm here to help. And, uh, you know, I've been getting a lot of people that are responding, referring, and I really appreciate that. I can't thank... The people that refer their for business to me uh, enough because it means that they see they they're reading about what I'm passionate about they're listening to the podcast they're seeing the work that we're doing or attempting to do at least through Desiato Homes and the Real Person Real Needs blog newsletter podcast what have you and they're excited about it and they are they want to have uh, a part of it they want to be a part of it knowing um, how we're, we're moving our business forward and things like that. And, uh, one of the things that I'm really excited about is, uh, through partnering, hopefully with Habitat for Humanity as one of, of three potential organizations, um, Homes will contribute on the behalf of any client will be, uh, contributing a, a certain dollar amount for every transaction to one of those organizations. And my client will be able to, to choose one or the other. Um, they, you know, I, I still have to iron out all the kinks and and talk to the right people and stuff but I I have talked to, to Habitat for Humanity and that is 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 very clear about how we can would partner with that so at least we'll start rolling that out um, with each transaction um uh you the client can contribute and I'll match it you know however we want to handle that um, but I'm excited about that because that shows um, that we're aligning ourselves with common goals and people that have common desires. So um, Sam is just one person. I want to find the email from Marianne of Habitat so that you can hear her story a little bit just to kind of whet your appetite for uh, what what to expect on the future episode. But <clears throat> I reached out to her. I'll just read you my side of the email. I just said, I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Jeff Desiato. I'm an entrepreneur within the real estate industry. One of my goals is to partner with organizations that give back to their community, specifically by providing homes for people. I think it aligns well with what I do on a daily basis. Um, I'm very passionate about helping others and financially support several organizations that work with finding homes for foster children and orphans. In addition to that, I feel that the work Habitat does within the community is excellent and would like to partner in some way to use my business platform as a means to further your work. Um, So I just invited them to check out my website so they could find out more about me as a person. And I asked, you know, I'm sure you're an incredibly busy person. I'd love the opportunity to speak with you about how I can help the organization, um, whether it be by co-sponsoring an event or by having someone from Habitat on the podcast to spread the word about the organization. Now, granted, I understand this podcast is very small, and uh, you know I wasn't really expecting much in return. The same day, I got a response from the executive director of Habitside Free Managing and said, Hi, Jeff. Thanks for reaching out. I just checked out your video, and clearly we feel the same way about home, quote-unquote. The video she's talking about is my vision and mission when I apologize on behalf of the real estate industry and talk about how important the home is, not just houses, because we can look at this churn-and-burn mentality in the real estate world where it's like get leads, get leads, get leads, houses, listings, 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 buyers, 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 and we just – it becomes numbers and transactions, and we forget about the fact that memories are made in homes, that people are born and die in homes, and that the home is such an interwoven part of who we are as people. If we were raised in a broken home or if we had a a safe, comfortable home where we could fulfill – our dreams and, and, and chase our passions and things like that. So she said, I'd love to chat with you a little bit more about your work and how we might partner together. And she invited me to come for a tour of the Habitat ReStore, which is a, a resale store that they have based on donations uh, where they can provide money for the, the work that they do. So I was super excited to get that response. And uh, I ended up having a meeting with her, spent you know probably over an hour just really sharing our hearts about what we want to do to help our community, but also to help uh, people globally. Uh, as I said before, I'm looking at uh, Shores of Grace as an organization to partner with, along with clients. I don't want it to just be, um, you know, discount services and things like that. It, it's it's more about like what can we we can enjoy our lives and we can get the house, the home that we want. But how can we use that? To help others get the home that they want and the home that they deserve, uh, any home at all, really. I mean, I'm not talking about buying people lavish homes and stuff, but just a place where they can be dry and warm. Um, so, anyway, that was that. But you know, with with that, there's always uh, some people that that just don't really. They they see a post on Facebook or they see something that I say or they hear they catch wind of something, but they don't. I just don't think they really spend the time to research me, to find out what my heart is in my business. So there's always going to be, you know, one person that either accuses me of saying something or just not quite getting the feel for for what we're trying to do here. And you know, I I understand that and you know, I appreciate I can't expect all positive responses and things like that. Um, but I just want to share, you know, the person is going to rename, remain anonymous. I shared a, a funny meme, and it was based on a Seinfeld episode where George Costanza, if you're familiar with the show, decides that he's going to go do the opposite of everything his instincts tell him to do. So I just made a quick meme. It said it had a picture of George Costanza. It said, I am the opposite of every realtor you've ever met. And this particular person said, this makes me sad. Are you the only good Christian realtor? There's so much you don't know about many honest, hardworking, and caring realtors who walk with God every day. And I'm very open. I'm a Christian, and and it is it. hopefully it permeates everything that I do. But I was taken aback because I didn't see anywhere in the post that I had mentioned being a Christian, or was I saying that I was the only ethical person? So there, obviously there was a little bit of an ax to grind, and, and I'm, I was sad about that. So I replied to the person, because it's somebody I've known and used to work with, and I just said, "You're. I think you're missing the point. The point is that I do things differently than most realtors. Wouldn't you agree? Because she follows me on Facebook and sees the posts that I do and the articles and the the blog posts and the podcasts and all the things that I'm doing that not many realtors do. Uh, And I said, it doesn't really have anything to do with being a Christian or not. That's not what I'm saying. The motives are not on trial. I don't question individual realtors and their motives because I can't judge their heart and I never – claim to do so. But what I can see is an industry at large, whether truthful, you know, whether fair or unfair, the reputation of the real estate industry, not realtors specifically, not people that I know that work in real estate, but the uh, expectation or the reputation of the industry at large is, it tends to lean towards the negative, you know, granted, you know, whether that's valid or fair or not, that's not what I, I don't, I don't decide that. I'm just sent going by what the perception is of real estate. Oftentimes it can be aligned with used car salesmen, especially when we start to pressure people and we, we hound them and we, we call them repeatedly or we knock on their doors. So that's what, that's the part of the real estate that I, Kind of, bu- the trend I buck against, I guess, and and for some reason, you know, there's always people that that see me talking about the method and saying there should be a better way to do this. That's not offending people. That's not intruding on people's privacy. That's not heckling or or peddling. But the problem is, is that people see themselves, and, and they they find their identity in the work that they do which, I mean, you can you can say that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm just saying, what have you, I'm just saying. So when they say, well, I work in real estate and I don't do that, they think I'm calling them out. And that's not my intention. That's never my intention is to, to, uh, to make people feel like I understand their motives and they're actually in it for the wrong reasons. I would never claim that. What I would say is that it's challenging for people, especially, I would say, prospective real estate clients, to handle the barrage of various postcards that people get in the mail, uh, the knocking on doors, the phone calls, the things like that, just for when they want to get some info, those types of things, it becomes this barrage of information, barrage of contacts that weren't really solicited, and and all that stuff, and it, it tends to be overwhelming. And that's what leaves a bad taste in people's mouths. I'm not saying that the person's motives are not right, but what I'm saying is their methods are actually off-putting to the majority of folks that I come in contact with. So my goal was to do it differently, was to put content out there that had no strings attached, that was just to put a smile on people's faces, that was to share stories and to make people think and to invite people to be a part of this community. has nothing to do with real estate. It's a community of helping people have the homes that we have benefited from, if you've been lucky enough to benefit from a good home. So that's you know that's kind of a, a long story for a short answer, or however you want to say it. But I just said techniques that are being used, they could be perceived as begging or pestering. In this day and age, I don't feel right doing something to someone else that I personally don't appreciate having done to me, like getting cold calls or someone knocking on my door in the middle of the day or right at dinner time. So that's what that's what I'm trying to get across to this particular person, and and they're not they're not getting it, I don't think, you know, and and because they're they someone who really, uh, you know, abides by this older, um, more traditional way of marketing yourself as a real estate agent, and that's fine because it works, it's proven, and I understand that. So it, again, it's not the the motives or or the, what people are trying to accomplish that's on trial. It's just asking the question. Could there be a better way to do something? Just because we've done something the same way for years doesn't necessarily mean that it's the right way or that it's still working because we want to be, you know, it's like you got to put your finger in the water to to check the temperature or however, you know, the baby's bottle, you test it on your elbow and things like that. We need to know the the current climate that we're in. So you know, for me in 2016, I look around and I see people signing up for do not call lists. I see people putting signs outside their door that says no solicitation. So, as a real estate agent, and, and I believe me, I put myself on the do not call list, and I still get calls and I get tons of junk mail. I get things from people that I've never met them, but they want to sell me something or they want to market themselves to me, and I understand that. And I'm usually very gracious with people when they call me and I don't want their services because I understand they're just trying to put food on their table. And that's fine. Uh, but again, it's it becomes, I have something to offer you and regardless of whether you think it's valuable or not or I'm inconveniencing you, you're wrong because I'm going to tell you why it's valuable. And that puts your, your feelings and your uh, desires as the prospective salesperson, real estate or whatever, it puts it ahead of your potential client. So why would that client ever decide to work with you? If you're constantly saying, I know you don't think this is valuable and you, I know you think that I'm inconveniencing you, but here's why you're wrong. Why would you want to take that approach? But then also you come across as begging for something and that shows that you are, you're not an authority in, in the industry or that you, you're you desperate and, and people can sense that and it's off-putting to people in, in a lot of ways. Um, I experienced it myself when I started to get desperate uh, in my first year because I wasn't making a lot of money and I was just, you know, that's how it is in real estate. And I don't get, I didn't get into this industry to make money, but I'm talking about just bare minimum so I can pay for my bills and not put everything on my credit card. And I started to feel myself give in to that, even though I said from the start, that's not really who I am because I hate it when people do that to me. How could I justify doing it to other people? And I couldn't. I couldn't justify the two things. I couldn't rationalize away that sick feeling I would get in my stomach when someone would say, hey, have you made any cold calls? Or, hey, have you done this or that? And it, it started to bother me. I started sending emails out to people and just just I regret it. You know, I started to do things that were not what I really felt were true to the core of my character because I was being told that this is the way real estate is done and I've talked about this before so I don't mean that to rehash it, but every time I get a response that's negative or something it it brings back brings me back to like okay, am I am I off here? Am I am I saying things that are hurtful unintentionally? Maybe I need to change my message, not the the core message, but maybe the delivery is is not really polished enough, or whatever, and I I want to do that internal evaluation, I don't want to just say, bullheadedly, I'm doing this, and forget that, I don't care, so, I don't mind when people disagree, as long as they do it respectfully, which is this person did, and I'm very glad, Uh, so I did my best to respond, to kind of reroute the conversation to where I think it was, and I think there's something underlying here that didn't really get brought up to the surface, and I I can understand that, but um, she went on to say, so, every realtor's methods, whatever they might be, are wrong, question mark? Do you believe that only you are doing things the right, whatever you perceive to be right, the right way? I wish you would stop dragging realtors down. Why not build yourself up without degrading others? <clears throat> and, and when I read that, I, I it hurts because that's not my intention, is to drag other people down. What I'm shining a light on is the market, the industry, reputation now you can be like me and try to fight against that reputation or you could buy into the reputation and just go full on into it because it's already the expectation of people i'm a real estate agent they expect to get 50 calls from me a year so i might as well just do that that's that's where i i differ and that's where i you know i ended up changing brokerages and things like that because i felt like i didn't fit in um with the model and the training and and where my fees were going to and and the the message that was being preached to me about how to do things and how to run your business was counter to what I felt I should be doing. So I had to make a break and I I switched brokerages and uh you know it was totally the right decision for me because I was able to shop around to offer my services instead of act feel like an employee because You're not an employee when you work in the real estate industry. When you get your 1099 at the end of the year, the commissions that you've earned, it says right on there, non-employee compensation. But unfortunately, the real estate uh, brokerages want to have the benefits of having employees without having any of the liability or responsibility of having employees. So you know, thankfully, there are those of us in the real estate industry that realize we're entrepreneurs. We're not just real estate agents. We're not just salespeople. We are business owners. And it's our job to market ourselves the way that we want to be marketed and to brand ourselves the way we want to be branded. And for me, I want people to know exactly what to expect from me. I don't want people to be... If people are going to be driven away, it's going to be based on me. Like, they just don't like me, and that's fine. It's not going to be because I did something that was that did not align with my character and that's what drove them away. Does that make sense? I hope it does. And I didn't mean to get off on this whole thing, but so I, I responded back to her and I said, you know, again, I think you're reading too much into this. And I know that she is, you know, this particular person has had issues with some of the things that I've done in the past. My video, uh, where I apologize on behalf of the real estate industry, for instance, people didn't like that. But I said, nowhere have I said that people are wrong for doing things the traditional way. And nowhere have I said that I do things the right way. And you could check me on this because I'm pretty sure I haven't said that my way is right. Uh, All I have put out there is that I do things differently in ways that many people may like or may not like, as this may be the case. There are plenty of people who are successful doing things the traditional way, which is great for them. I, however, am appealing to those individuals who do not go for the typical sales techniques. Whether I sink or swim, it's all on me. My conviction is if I hate when I get sales calls or someone solicits at my home, then it would be hypocritical and detrimental to my character and destructive to my relationships, I'm adding that now, for me personally to do the same thing to others. And I hope that she understands that and I hope that we can have a conversation about it off of social media because that's not really a good way to communicate. So I just ended and said, you know, thank you for your comments. I wish you the best, Uh, you know, for better or worse I'm glad that my posts are generating some conversation, discussion, things. So, you know, I try to to sum that up. And if you're, if if the particular person is listening, I'm not. Uh, you know, I apologize if my message has been lost and I'm not haven't been direct enough because that's not been my intention. But I'm not going to apologize for the message. Uh, my only, uh, I would say, my only failure may be in the way I articulate it. Uh, because it's it's something that's ever developing. It's something that is, uh, you know, something that needs to be continually worked out and ironed out. But I do know that there are a lot of people that like and are connecting with what we're doing here. So I never want to allow the voice of the, the you know, the the negative minority to dictate the message that... Is appealing to the people that I really care about and and want to work with and see eye to eye because you're never going to have people in your business see eye to eye with you all the time, and that's one of the, I mean that's one of the core principles of running a business is niche, finding your niche. You can't be all things to all people. Now there are companies like Amazon and and things like that that are the exception to that, obviously, but for the most part you know starbucks doesn't market to like blue collar towns at last i checked anyway because they market to a specific set of clientele whether it be the hipster the student the business person the person that's going to bring their ipad in and sit there with their you know ridiculously overpriced cup of coffee you know that yeah they're missing a part of the the uh the demographic and the country but they're doing okay so one of the things that when I talk about being a real person, and that's what this podcast is about, being a real person, real needs. You're going to get me and my opinion, and you might not like it, and that's fine. You can find another podcast to listen to, and that's great. But I'm not going to adjust the message because a few people may disagree. You know, whether I'm polarizing or whatever you want to call it, that's fine. Because someone once said, it's better to have 100 people that love you and share your vision and and spread your message then a thousand people that are kind of like you you know they're indifferent so if i'm driving people away it's people that we wouldn't we wouldn't work well together anyway and that's okay it's okay to be yourself and to stay true to your message even if people disagree the worst thing you can do is change is waver what you feel strongly about because of mass opinion because If you're honest with yourselves, the court of public opinion is also the thing that says that the Kardashians are celebrities (laughs) or, you know, that people that have no talent whatsoever are popular because the masses say that they're popular. Something that, you know, in a podcast, a previous episode, we had the two most important days in a person's life. And what, what that was was the day that you were born and the day you find out why. But I put a flip on that in a blog post, and you can look that up on the website. But I said, the two saddest days in your life are the day you stop being yourself in order to gain acceptance or get ahead, and the day you die without ever having really lived out your purpose. So that first part is kind of what I'm talking about. It's a sad day when you're willing to stop being yourself and who God created to be in order to gain acceptance from others or to get ahead. So don't do that. If you get anything from this episode, you're going to have people that disagree with you, people that do not side with you and think that you're doing things the wrong way. And they think that they're doing you a favor by telling you because they want you to change your course. But what they don't realize is that when you have such a strong conviction, you won't waver regardless of what they say because you know and you've prayed and you've fasted or whatever you do, When you have this burden of what you're going to accomplish with the rest of your life, it doesn't matter. People cannot derail you from that. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. And hopefully you were encouraged by that. And I invite you to get in touch with me, to follow up with me. I'd love to hear from you. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, leave a review. That would be excellent. And, um, stay tuned next week. Hopefully we'll have our very first guest on the podcast And uh, if not, we'll have another great episode. So thanks a lot for listening, and Godspeed.